Welcome everyone to another episode of three, two, one, Sparkcast. Okay, I'm Sean. I'm Sammy Gears. I can't talk to you this whole episode now. Oh, I'll think of it as Gears. Look to the heavens and go, Gears! Teehee. And I'm Thomas, still just shaking my head as usual. You're going to uh, get a stiff neck doing that. We are continuing our adventure with Ultimate Doom Part 2, the 12th episode of the original TV series. So I'm just going to start right here with uh, the differences between Generation 2 and the Japanese version. He's more than meets the eye. He's a robot in disguise. So one thing I think is kind of hilarious. I finally got off my ass and checked out a Generation 2 episode for a second or two. And I realized that, you know how originally they got a whole new narrator to say the exact same script? Well, now they just gave up and... They just went back to using exactly everything word for word that was there originally. When season two of Generation 2, which makes no sense because it's just a randomly selected episode, came out, they're like, how can we save even more money? I know, don't hire someone else to do the narration this season. <laughs> how are they on... Wait, so you're saying there's a Generation 2 version of this episode that we're currently going to talk about, no, which that, is basically... The rotating cube. All that stuff, but yeah, yeah, was, yeah, the rerun changed. stuff, yeah, yeah nothing was so, changed. So, but this is episode 12. How, how are they already on season two already? Because they randomly distributed all the episodes with no thought for oh, how they were originally shown. Oh my god, so season one and two are all mixed together. All right, I regret asking that question because I, I kind of wasn't going to ask, I was going to stop myself from asking about generation two, but then I kind of got like a, a mean flashback of the cube and. <laughs> weird optimus just crazy transitions so i was like ah, i'm not gonna ask about generation two <laughs> <I should laughs> <do that. laughs> if we ever make a, like a top 10 things we hate about transformers list that's going to be the top at thomas's list it will be near the top it will be number two oh, Cliff man. jumper is cemented at number one <laughs> yep wow. because he's terrible throughout multiple versions of transformers <laughs> one thing that was interesting in the japanese version when Bumblebee's tire breaks down, he like freaks out and just losing it. He goes, Spike! Ah! Ah! He's like flailing about while shaking the car. Like, it's like he's freaking terrified because he had a flat tire. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. You wouldn't react the same if part of your body just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's actually a realistic portrayal, a realistic reaction. But uh, but it goes further. You know how Optimus, which I'll probably mention in stupid moments, he goes, oh, and it's like, I'm going to reverse the polarity of my windshields to uh, to block out the, ra the rain, repel the rain. Uh, uh, they changed it in the Japanese dub to just, he turned on his uh, Kaiser beam or laser beam, and you heard a with the light on his thing. So it looks like all he did was power up his headlights. Oh, so you mean what makes tech. sense? Yes, they changed the script in one instance, it looked like. So good. I thought that was pretty hilarious. But we can get back more to making fun of that when we get to it. Okay, so everyone pull up your Ultimate Dropbox. Doom 2 Dropbox Word document. I'm already here. All right. If someone wants to read the writer. Sure, I'll do okay. it. Sarcasm not appreciated. As the last episode, this was written by Dick Robbins, Bryce Malick, and Douglas Booth. Larry Strauss didn't help with this episode again, but the fourth additional writer added was Earl Cress. Earl Cress wrote five more Transformers episodes after this. He wrote many episodes for Pound Puppies, Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and Winks. Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain both won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Children's Animated Program, where his name is listed as one of the writers of the awards. He also said that Starscream was his favorite Decepticon because he was the most fun to beat up. 
which <laughs> is actually a very common thing for the writers to say that because I think this might be the second or third time that a writer has said that. And, and that's like uh, segueing into my what I liked. Me, Grimlock, no like you! Was the hilarious scene where Megatron just like, I'm not taking your crap this time. Just grabs him by the throat, picks him up in the air, and just threatens him there for 30 seconds. And then tosses him on the ground. Where like That's a, a fine segue into <laughs> what I didn't like about this episode. Where oh Megatron backhanded Starscream and threw him on the ground. <laughs> but you didn't like the dramatic lightning bolt right behind it went ka-choom right after he terrified him. That whole scene is... He was. That scene is so beautiful and That's so a great classic. Scene. God, and the animation, he smacks, he's, it was a vicious smack that he gave Starscream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he's just like, that's your, that's going to be your only warning. <laughs> oh, that was, it was I love, it was I love how scene. Star's, Star's face at the end of that too, though, was just like one <laughs> frame of emotion or two frames of emotion of like, oh no, two. Ugh. And I'm like, good job. That's, that is your emotion, Starscream. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, that I, I did like, it was like, I kind of fear for my life, but I can't not try to take over the Decepticons. Did he have yeah. a half smirk at the end, like, yeah. even as he's being beat up, or was that yeah. something else? Okay. So speaking of faces, would you all think of evil, smiling Megatron for his, like, three extreme close-ups back-to-back? I love it. That with, like, that perfect laughter, that guttural laughter, I'm just like, mm, that was music to my ears. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen his face in that type of smile. <laughs> and, like, it was just so hilarious. Look, he had reason to be this happy. Uh, you know who wasn't happy? It was Spike. He was so down that he didn't even see Bumblebee get a flat tire. I almost expected him to go, what's it matter? My dad is gone. <laughs> he was just like so down like since the episode started and then they completely forget all about that and go right into the episode yeah another thing that i liked about it unrelated to that but um related to the writing blunder cracker <laughs> that was a great name just just wanted to say that mm-hmm so uh i i don't normally notice this but did any of you notice the star wars sound effects I don't know enough about Star Wars. <laughs> oh man, uh, I didn't, but I I feel like I know that to be a thing with Transformers, where yeah. there's a lot of different Star Wars uh, sound effects used in a uh, in the series. Well, the the sound effect was just so loud. It was when Bumblebee and Spike are hanging off the cliff, and it shows Laserbeak fly by them and turn around, and it just goes. And the entire sound effect is just the TIE fighter coming around and swooping all the way around, followed by a second Star Wars effect that's just very loud and obvious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's like, I, I usually was was like, how do I keep missing them? I hear they're in every episode, but this is like the first one where it it, it jumped out at me, fi like, finally. Yeah, I mean, all these episodes, I still haven't just noticed one outright. I don't know. It's probably because I'm so visually locked in, just just trying to dissect the animation itself and <laughs> worrying about the quality. And then sometimes I'm just confounded by what exactly is happening on screen. <laughs> like, like, like in what? that in that very scene when Bumblebee's kind of like hanging on the cliff and and um and Laserbeak's coming down, Spike jumps in the hole with them and I guess clings to the gets a, some kind of footing under him and is trying to push a car up to the to grab on top of the, the cliff edge and get back climb out of the pit like how well, you, you you're, well remember you're this boy. is the same spike that was able to lift rocks underwater to free hound from drowning <laughs> he's just very super strong yeah so it's stuff like that which makes me miss some of the sound effects i did like the daily life of it's just everything is so screwed up the autobots can't even drive back to base without dealing with all these problems like, the entire episode is just like, oh, God, everything's in the way. I mean, it was just half the episode of the Autobots not doing anything at all, just kind of just traveling, starting yeah, with I like just how... running away from uh, Starscream and the Decepticons to just dealing with a dumb storm and earthquakes. Yeah, like, I like how this is called the search, but really it should just be, like, the journey. Because <laughs> they are not searching for anything until the last five minutes. Uh, was it actually called... Ultimate Doom, the search when the title opened. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, Ultimate oh, Doom wow. search. Yep. Oh, okay. Wow. 
I just thought it was Ultimate Doom Part 2. I don't know how I missed that. Gosh, yeah. pay attention. Being a yeah, writer, you think I would pick up right. on words. They, so. they don't do any of the searching stuff. That little plot point isn't really introduced. Well, you know, they searched the for Bumblebee when he fell down. That doesn't really count. They, that's, they that's, okay. Nah. So they had to search on Cybertron for. Actually, no, they didn't search at all. They fell into a trap and found it by accident. And, and that's still like the last five minutes of the show. And then they had to search for their base because the rainstorm was blocking their view. So the whole episode is the search because they're searching for their base from the battle of last episode. Yeah, I think you're uh, making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course Megatron had to search for a way to get to Cybertron. Uh, because no, now his plan not, backfired. Not, I, uh, that's still no. <laughs> I just... I, I'm not accepting any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like how the Decepticons didn't foresee the huge ramifications of these problems. Like they start having problems too. They're like, well, crap, we can't get to Cybertron with the Energon cubes, which was part of the plan. Their base gets flooded. <laughs> like all everything's going wrong for both sides. I mean, it, they were kind of doing all right because they were able to just go and get more humans, get a bunch of energy, and like harvest lightning. And they made at least one delivery. So most of the episode, they were doing all right until everything just went crazy. Well, the, the one delivery had to work because there was a human inside. So <laughs> I didn't understand why Dr. Arkaville was still working for Megatron. The last episode, he's like, what? You're bringing a planet here. The whole world will be destroyed. And now he's just back to minion mode again and he only gets mad because megatron copied his designs without his permission <laughs> and he gets all like all right you stole my designs oh and the, the world is ending too but whatever <laughs> how dare you infringe on my copyright it's very important okay <laughs> and so uh in order to get back the transformers he went on to create the gobots <laughs> see i wasn't the one who brought up gobots first this time uh, just just saying okay so one thing that was hilarious is optimus is like now remember don't tell the kid oh she's so small i didn't even see him down there uh oh this is awkward well i guess i better tell him the truth because i oh no Prime, no do not lie and of course there's a difference than that's not, not somebody something that's i not think lying, you're right? you're kind of underselling what happened there sean <laughs> <laughs> Because he's he's sitting with some other Autobots, and he's basically saying, I'm not certain, but for the moment, I feel like we must not let the boy know. And then Spike comes by, it's like, find out what? And then Optimus immediately and loudly just tells him exactly what, without hesitation, he just tells him exactly what he wasn't going to tell him. He's like, shit, I've been caught. He's Autobot now, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was like he's like programmed to just immediately tell the truth, like against his will sometimes. <laughs> it was funny how immediately, how quickly he just put that out there. Yeah, it's like, was this going to be a plot point? You betrayed my trust, Optimus. No, nah, we're not going to write any of that at all. Nah, that's, this requires way too much work. Next thing you know, people think drama. We should have someone betray the Autobots. Or have a Decepticon betray the Decepticons. Oh, no, wait, none of those ever really happened for real. It's always by accident. Like, I didn't mean to work for Megatron. I thought he had switched sides. Or, you know. Right. <laughs> so, any other um, uh, interesting yeah, I got interests? a couple. I got a couple more. It was very quick, and it seemed kind of random. And because it was like that, it just made me think about was Skyfire or his writers trying to send a message when... You know, they, they land on Cybertron and all the Autobots, they get out of Skyfire and they're go, walking around on Cybertron. And then, um, what was the guy's name? Oh, Braun. He's the last to get out. And and as he's getting out, Skyfire lifts up the loading dock. It, it trips him and Braun falls. And, and Skyfire is like, oh, I didn't I didn't mean to do that. I was just anxious to, uh, to get up on my feet. And then they immediately just cut to the next scene after they just... Just after this random scene of just Skyfire just being a dick to uh to Braun. <laughs> yeah. It it just made me think that, that yeah, it seems like everybody just hates him too. Even <laughs> Skyfire. Oh well, well, I remember they're immediately like, Braun, quick, jump down that trap too. <laughs> <laughs> We're too like, big I don't want to you fit. here. <laughs> We're too big to fit, but you can. So yeah, two things right in a row, man. Things aren't going his way. And then not too long after that, they're walking around in the Decepticon base, and 
I guess they wanted to speed up the plot. They walk right up to the screen with giant bold letters. <laughs> Hypno chip control. Uh, this is so convenient. <laughs> yeah, the hypno chip for that one human that's on Cybertron. Oh my god. Uh and how long does it it takes them the whole episode to find out it's mind control, by the way. Yeah. Like like they're like Because that's not obvious, you know. They're like, Dad, what happened to you? Well well, first of all, I love maniacal spark plug. He's like, Join me, join the conquerors. <laughs> but then he's like, Dad, no, what happened to you? And he's like, Oh well, the Decepticons gave me a Jeep. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, like what? You thought they just threw money at him or something? I mean, what else? What else could it be? Seriously? Yeah, he doesn't even say anything about like my dad would never do anything like that. Something has to be wrong. What did they do to him? Mm-hmm. He's just like, man, dad, stop being like this. And oh my god, that. But I'll get to that in a moment when I get to the, uh, the stupid things. But anyway, any more tales of? likes and don't likes of this episode does the stupid thing that you just meant or are alluding to does that have to do with a certain scene with spike and his dad towards the end yes it does Let's <laughs> save that one okay good okay i have a lot of i have a lot of you know what spike is stupider than starscream this episode okay so that's a cha- that's yes a cha- that's uh yeah how do you do that <laughs> Oh, but it is so good. Why can't we talk about it now? <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to flip? Do you want to go straight to stupid moments? We'll go back. Well, okay? do we have anything else that about like don't like? Uh, I, I just wanted to say one more like, and it's just another quote because I adore Skyfire. When he's just like, have no fear, Skyfire is here. I'm like, oh, you precious baby. <laughs> So that's that's all I got. I don't know. That seemed like kind of out of character for him. He seemed to be, at least from the previous episodes, a little bit more meek and humble. <laughs> and not I like mean, jumping to the rescue and that episode was shouting by somebody else about it. But what if he just wants to be a superhero? He's, he's still <laughs> humble. He's like that little Superman. Like, hey, I got this, guys. I'm useful. I've been hiding in like somewhere for the past like 25 episodes. And he had to fix the repairs that Sparkplug did on him, right? That's that's what happened. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> uh. All right, uh, one last thing that I didn't like. I don't like how in this episode, towards the beginning, they introduce another secret superpower, Who? Soundwave with his audio disruptor waves that, huh. yeah. that scattered everybody. Nobody could stand to stay in the area. It seems <sighs> like they would use that every episode in every battle they could. Okay, you know what? We're going right to Starscream's blunders and stupid moments, because now that's two things. We might as well just dive into it, all right? Because we all yep. want to talk about it. I do what I want when I want! <laughs> that that audio disruptor, it affects the Autobots, but not Soundwave and Megatron for some reason. And then it affects all the humans. And on my notes, I put, I paused it and said, why would he use a sound attack that could potentially destroy the mind control device on his mind-controlled humans? And then I hit play, and 30 seconds later, Dr. Archiville's light says the exact same thing. Ah, it disrupted the mind control. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well, that wasn't a Starscream thing. That was, that was uh, Soundwave. Megatron. Megatron and... told, yeah, uh, yeah, Soundwave to do that. But then it didn't matter because he still had hundreds of humans at his base that he didn't use in his original plan. But he still felt the need to go out and kidnap two random humans just for funsies on the way back to base. <laughs> He's Megatron. He can do whatever he wants. He wants to kidnap two people. There we go. <laughs> Spike. 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 Okay. Before you before you get to the major thing, uh, the first minor thing. Spike goes to an alien planet, and the first thing he does is wander away by himself and activate a trap. I'm like, can somebody please explain to me why Chip can't just replace Spike? I mean, Spike is like so bad at this most of the time look he's heartbroken over his father and he's just making stupid mistakes (laughs) such as thomas (laughs) he thought he had a good idea when he took chip's wrench and just used it as some kind of lure basically and chip walks up to it and he sees that it's a spark plug sorry (laughs) that's right (laughs) 
Sparkplug walks up and, and sees his favorite wrench and is like, oh, my favorite wrench. How did this get here? And then Spike like, aha, I got you now, dad. Come back home. <laughs> and then Sparkplug's like, no, intruder. I have to sound the alarm. And Spike's like, no, no. And Sparkplug's like, I got to do it. I'm doing it. And then he just says... <laughs> He has this like this his pursed lips and a close-up on his face. He's dead. No. And, <laughs> and he doesn't try to stop him. He just watches him set off the alarm. Hey, there was a table with a wrench in front of him, okay? <laughs> that wrench is dangerous business. It that took table, out some like, took up like five feet. He had to jump over it. You know, he can't really jump. All he can do is lift heavy objects. It was such an obstacle for him that he shed a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I like just... Okay. Good. I was gonna say I enjoyed how like over dramatic the no was compared to the actual animation of this. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that was so funny. It was so funny that like. <laughs> and I'm just like Spike. Do you not learn anything on your adventures? This is the fifth time you have tried to talk him out of it, and it has never worked. Why are you trying it again? Like the wrench. Yes, it's a good time. thing. But don't like just go right out there when you finally made it to the base where you need the secret plans and ruin everything for the Autobots. I mean, maybe he was watching a lot of anime. He just had to keep fighting with the power of love and eventually it would break through. <laughs> yeah, that that was... Uh, I like that particular bit of animation. Like, I feel like if I had a, a GIF collection, that would probably be in it. Oh, it spikes crying... Yes. Yeah, and if I could somehow invent a way, well, not invent a way. I mean, I just have a video clip. <laughs> just have a video clip looping of just him saying no and then crying. That would be great. Oh, my God. I tried to look up Spike Cry, but all I got was Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slaying crying. So, you know. But anyway, animation. You remember when Bumblebee, I think you brought this up earlier, is hanging on the cliff, and then he's like, he's just like, well, <laughs> They got Spike, so he lets go of the cliff and accepts the sweet embrace of death and just falls down below. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way that was animated was kind of weird. It kind of, it did kind of seem like, well, I give up and I just force myself off the cliff. Well, see, that's another thing the Japanese version did. I saw they made him go ah, like he lost his footing and screamed because of it, which they added. So I was like, huh, this is a really odd episode they're like making minor corrections here and there in the japanese they're just tired of the inaccuracies (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh uh so we do have a starscream's blunders today starscream ordered thundercracker to use his flamethrowers in the high (laughs) winds and even though thundercracker warned him not to it caused them both to be engulfed in flames while the autobots stood and laughed at them (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the laughing part really kind of just stood out because it was kind of lengthy where they were just sitting there laughing at him. I Uh, almost want to make a new counter that tracks how often the Autobots laugh at Starscream. (laughs) (laughs) Why? My boy deserves better than this. Okay, I'll I'll have another time or uh, another counter of every time he's the leader of the Decepticons and how long each each reign lasts. (laughs) I'm okay with this. He got shot in the knee. I am master now for five seconds. Hey, hey. I'm leader of the Decepticons. <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't join this podcast and just constantly rant about Starscream and how bad he is, okay? <laughs> I refuse to participate. Participate. I agree. But uh, I will make fun of him anyways because I love him so much. It just adds to his charm. <laughs> What'd you all think of the reverse, the polarity of the windshield to reflect the rain that Optimus said? I don't think that's how technology works. I just imagine Star Trek, them going, hey, reverse the polarity of the windows on the ship so we can block out the photon torpedoes. I don't know how Cybertronian technology works. I guess you could just make it up. It is a kid's cartoon after all, right? So... Yeah, I mean, they've been doing that for every single episode. So I just kind of like, well, that's definitely garbage lingo right there. Let's get into any animation errors people spotted this time. So one thing kind of stood out. When it said previously on the Transformers, and it shows clips of the last episode, it shows humans carrying Energon cubes into Megatron's ship. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't see that last episode. 
And then when I watched the next time on part three segment, they used the same same clip again. And it hasn't even shown up in episode two yet either. I'm assuming they just put it in the wrong segment, the earlier episode segment. That's so weird. that was kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Another one was just Thundercracker is shot at, but then in the next scene, it's actually Starscream reacting because he's in the exact same pose. But that's like, uh, that, oh my God, what's the word? Not habit. Um, oh God, my brain died on me right as I was thinking about it. Anyway, we're used to seeing that like every episode at this point, so it's nothing new when you see them recolored like that all the time. Yeah, just really take a shot every time they're recolored. Oh God, don't do that during the pilot. not like happens constantly because no one even knew who the characters were it was just sent to some like animation studio who's like well this one looks like that one i'm going to color it this way there was something that was really weird is when optimus transforms his whole entire trailer lights up did you guys see that i actually apparently missed a lot of animation things this time around like i i was like this is actually pretty it was pretty solid in terms of like how bad the animations were yeah i only saw one random small very quick thing where um skywarp he was in one scene he was just completely just all purple and then as he started moving his color popped in uh (laughs) but outside of that that was i didn't really catch anything as far as animation errors i saw that optimus one i was like god imagine if they made an optimus where his entire trailer lights up when you hit a button (laughs) you know not really a robot in disguise at that point but you know would have been a cool figure Agreed. But, Agreed. Yeah, that that was all I saw there for animation errors because I didn't really pick up on anything else. And it looks like none of you did either. I mean, kudos to them then. <laughs> so there was some deleted audio. They must be a lot of it was just them making three different audio tracks for humans running in terror in the background due to the audio disruptor. It would have made it more clear that they're mind control trips were now disabled and they were like oh god what are we doing where are we run away it hurts that kind of stuff there was actually new dialogue of Braun, bumblebee and spike apparently there was a whole like little mini subplot of them crawling through the air ducts and the heat was about to like you know kill spike and they're like oh it's a defense mechanism i was like how's it a defense mechanism transformers it's not affecting you guys <laughs> it's like that's why it cuts straight to them like walking and then all of a sudden, randomly, they're just jumping through the floor. And they're like, Spike, are you okay? For no reason. If any of you guys remembered that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember going through the vents. And then all of a sudden, we're in <laughs> we're in a different place. <laughs> yeah. It's because they cut out like 30 seconds of that. Hey, boys. We're going to be movie stars. Who do you think might be the main character of this episode? Is it Spike? It's definitely Spike. <laughs> I don't think anyone else did anything. I mean, they Sky did Fire stuff, but... showed up to save people. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's a main character. Uh, Braun risked his life to jump into a trap. Screw to... Braun. <laughs> to save... Megatron was the main character. It was called Megatron's Happiness, right? That was the I mean, yeah, I mean, he was just True. throughout the whole episode. Just He finally succeeded. Having moments throughout the episode. I forgot, did I mention that? Oh, yeah, we finally saw why he was enslaving so many humans. It was so he could operate all those devices to catch the Energon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Spike is the main character. He's, he's like, all over the place trying to get his dad. And even the Autobots are all around him, too. They're like, oh, there's this planet here that's going to kill Earth. But, you know, we're going to go and save your father, Spike, because you won't shut up about it. <laughs> No, I'm, I, I kid, but yeah, it's just, I was kind of wondering, like, you know, the, this planet is, her home planet is up there destroying Earth, and you guys are going after the hypnochips instead of trying to resolve that. Well, they kind of halfway explained that, because they were talking about how, like, I guess when they were in the convoy, how they really couldn't handle the weather. Then they further talked about, like, the weather and how there wasn't really anything they could do about it, but then that's when they introduced the Dinobots, which we, I now that I realize we didn't mention them at all, even though they were, even though they basically were taking care of the planet while they were worrying about Spike's dad. The whole planet, all five of them were able to save the whole planet from tidal waves, earthquakes, and, uh, 
everything else. Yep, they save they they stopped a like a thirty foot tidal wave with a two foot trench. <laughs> yes, he was standing up out of it. I, I guess maybe the uh, the six palm trees that were at the edge of it really made it effective. Oh my god! You know what I just realized? They stopped that with that trench that's half the size of a transformer. But then when the Autobots had to stop the dam that burst from an episode, they had to like zigzag and make tons of lines before they stopped it from destroying all the houses. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. I was like, wow, they were actually taking physics into account. <laughs> but yeah, so main character Spike, will he get his father back? Will he actually do something smart next episode that will, you know, cause that to happen? Or will he just be dragged around by the plot until he gets his dad back? <laughs> I haven't seen episode three yet. I forgot. Like, it's been like five years since I watched these. Yeah, I haven't watched them yet, so. Sorry, this is new for you, right? Yeah. This is like the only three episodes you never saw in your life. Somehow. I, I mean, I'm sure there are other episodes that I haven't watched, because I don't think I watched, like, half of season two. I, I Season oh. two is kind of a blur. But you did at least watch all of season three, right? All those, I'm sorry, you know... I meant season three, not season <gasps> two, Jesus. Not with your boy Rodimus in every single episode? Yeah, I know, right? But, like, I was just... I think at the time, Prime was finishing up, so I was just watching that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Like, whatever, I don't... I'll get back to G1 eventually. Doesn't. <laughs> it's funny because I'm just surprised at how often Cyclonus is more of a main character than Galvatron is in that series. Yeah. I didn't realize that till I watched it again in college. I was like, yeah, maybe this is why I also liked him. Because <laughs> he was on more and did stuff more. Yeah. So, Megatron's energy. Now those were the good old days back on Cybertron. Didn't have to sneak around in these ugliest disguises. <laughs> His master plan was to bring Cybertron in close proximity to Earth to cause lightning storms just so he could convert lightning into energon cubes. That's it. I was, like, expecting something more for some reason. He's like, ah, oh, the destruction of this planet will create so much energy, and it's just it's gravity lightning. That's what it was. Yeah, it was just... That it really was a roundabout way to just get some electricity. He couldn't get, just go to another country or something, just in go to some dam or or what a nuclear power plant. Create a shell company and just make your own, <laughs> uh, make your own uh, power plant in different yeah, countries. Yeah, I mean, he, get legal up. permits to stop he, the Autobots. Ha! We have a permit for this land. You are trespassing, Optimus. I mean, he's teaming up with Doctor Wiley. He couldn't team up with some <laughs> other evil businessman. Sean Berger, he's out there, right? <laughs> God, isn't he like the mayor of a city? Is that what I don't? I don't forget what he. I thought he is he a mayor? He wasn't a yeah, businessman. He's, he's the mayor that thinks uh, Megatron is a good guy and that the Autobots are the real bad guys. Oh, I never knew that. I didn't know yeah. that. I just knew the guy's name. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I I just remember he him. A he's a stupid like, politician. <laughs> yeah, he actually like warms up to Megatron and thinks that he's the real victim. And that the Autobots are just good at PR. And that, uh, so they start <laughs> staging things with secret cameras uh, with to make it look like that the Autobots were the villains all along and they're, they're slowly taking over the world by befriending you. Oh my God. Typical <laughs> politician just brainwashing the masses. <laughs> Normally there's a fun facts segment here, but the science was so flaky I didn't even want to bother to research any of this. I mean, two planets side by side just appearing next to each other, the gravity would just be like, bam, you're both dead, I would assume. Uh, one planet had no oxygen, sucks up the oxygen. Uh, earthquake storms and tidal waves happen on Earth, but not Cybertron, because, I don't know, it's made of metal. And of course, they stop an erupting volcano by just dropping rocks on it. Yeah, that was definitely... Uh, we sure I should have brought that up in like a st as a stupid moment. I thought that was so dumb. Yeah. No, I just had to it totally makes sense. I just had to leave it alone. <laughs> it's an iron hide. No, he's like, I got this. I might not be a scientist, but I got gumption. Gotta leave it. We just gotta leave it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so does anybody have any last moments before we get into our character spotlight that Sammy's going to love? Uh, what? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say, but now I'm curious about the spotlight. Yeah, the spotlight. This guy. Who <laughs> is it, know. Thomas? It's Braun. <laughs> <laughs> this jerk. You can't even get out of out of a, a plane properly. Look, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to be an Autobot. Uh, uh, should I just get on reading this? Uh, sure. But try cool. to read like you care about Braun. I'll, uh, I'll try. So Braun is a smaller Autobot, but he's still a fighter. Turns into a Jeep. His quote is, might over microchips. Sure. His description to Braun, Earth is essentially a hostile environment. And he loves it. Strong, rugged, agile, the most macho... What? <laughs> I couldn't even keep reading it. <laughs> The most macho of all Autobots. How? Excuse me? <laughs> he's half their size, yet he's the macho and strongest, apparently. Aww. But he's never done anything like that in a show. I feel like that's a better uh, hey. description of Ironhide or something. Hey, or at literally stuff. anyone else. <laughs> Wait, you don't see him lift up stuff like iron bars in water to free his friends or things like that? What's macho about tripping over a loading dock ramp? Hey, he did not trip. He was flipped. That is spin, Mr. Politician. So he also delights in challenges. He's sorry for those not as tough as himself. Why do they keep trying to break that a thing? <laughs> oh my god. I can't get through the description. <laughs> So he's the second strongest Autobot. Oh. <laughs> did we get the wrong d description? Does, no. Did you pick the wrong character, Sean? Oh my god, I totally want to do that now. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> he can lift 190,000 pounds and knock down a small building with one punch. A small oh building. I mean, he's strong, but let's not get crazy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just small buildings, all right? No no uh, Eiffel Towers or anything. No skyscrapers. <laughs> just a small one. Maybe about 20 stories, but that's about his max. Yeah, yeah. He has high resistance to artillery fire, so keep shooting at him, please. <laughs> Vulnerable to attack by electromagnetic waves. I'm so glad he at least So in this episode, he should have exploded, right? When Probably. Had his audio disruptor on. Probably. His fate after the movie. Wait, I still function. During the movie, the Decepticons boarded an Autobot shuttle and killed lots of your favorite Autobots. Or, uh, as you typoed that, <laughs> Autoboos. Hey. Oh, I love that typo. <laughs> oh, Starscream uh. is my Autoboo. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh god what have i created with my error auto boost <laughs> rodimus is my auto boo uh deceptiboo also works so uh <laughs> starscream shot brawn and killed him good thank you star doing doing god's work <laughs> jeez <laughs> What do you guys have against Braun? I mean, I don't think he's annoying, but I don't think he's great either. He just doesn't need to be here. That's all. Oh. He's just as garbage as Huffer, Sean. You know it. Just say Oh, it. my yeah. God. He is not in the same league as Huffer or Gears, okay? <laughs> that is a class all their own. Are we sure about that? Yes. Braun is at least bearable and sometimes okay. Uh-huh. It was Starscream's first cannon kill. Despite surviving more serious wounds in the TV series, this one shot to the arm kills Ooh, him. Ooh, so macho. <laughs> so macho. I thought so he was strong. highly resistant to artillery fire. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. It was a laser. I'm sorry. That was his weakness. Lasers. Lasers. Or was it an electromagnetic laser? There we go. There, oh my boom. God. Uh, fans claim he still lives because he didn't fade to gray like the others. His name isn't on the list of dead Autobots in the memorial in a later episode, and he most likely just entered Stasis Law because he has survived worse. Uh, yeah, my headcanon <laughs> is that, no, he's dead and no one cares about him. <laughs> and that's why he's never come back, and this is the last sentence you're reading about him. 
<laughs> oh my god. So Wheeljack saw his possible death in a Japanese story, but was unable to prevent it. Ron then magically appeared alive without Wheeljack's help in a Japanese comic. The original movie script actually stated he was cut in half, which that would be way more fun. Uh, the, so his Spanish translation of his name just means Jeep. Fun fact. It's just weird because uh, Hound is a Jeep. I just, yeah, well, there could be two Jeeps, I guess. Uh, his original name was to be Muscles in Bob Bodiansky's original series Bible. Which muscles would then make sense why he has the Bravo and is the second strongest Autobot. That, yeah. sure. So here, but uh, um, I can read this sentence. Yeah. So, from what I saw, Braun is not that popular, despite being one of the original season one Autobots that seems to be in almost every episode. Oh, from what you can tell, <laughs> you're not too sure. But from what you can tell, he's not popular. Hey, he did have 18 total figures on his page. So that's why? something. What? Okay. Even though he only had two pages on DF Wiki, he had 18 figures made somehow, counting variants and, and knockoffs, I think. I'm not sure if those... I just counted all the numbers up. Yeah, that's all about Braun, unless someone has any heartwarming tales or annoyances. Like, what is it that annoys you guys about him? Is it just because he's always acting tough for no reason? He's just useless. He's always <laughs> like, I'm going to punch you. Here I come. Isn't he the guy that went after Megatron and punched him in the groin, like in one of the early episodes? <laughs> He just I, goes I, like, Megatron, attack! Kabam. I I really, really, I just thought he was a loser, and now I'm just starting to hate him because of his description, because <laughs> he's nothing like that in the show. And it seems like they're trying to make him a thing, and, and you know, with especially with the muscles part, trying to call it, that was going to be his original name. It's just like, how? I mean, do, where is the disconnect where you have all these ideas and then the show is just a completely different thing? Well, he's still strong in the show. He How? still has what, like. Well, are there just episodes that I just haven't seen yet? Well, no, you see him like punching stuff and lifting stuff throughout the show. But of course, he's always there, but doesn't always have a presence because he's not well, everybody always the focus. Does that, but he's not doing anything that's any different from anybody else. Well, we'll see if he gets his own episode in season two. So. <laughs> You know, an easy way for them to show off how he's a, you know, supposed to be like a manly robot that likes, you know, show off his physical skills. He should wrestle with the Dinobots or something for fun, but they just keep them locked up. Like they apparently keep Skyfire just locked up. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. They're like Dinobots and they're just sitting there staring at the wall until the door opens. <laughs> It, it seemed like they were content staring at the wall because they didn't want to come out and save the world until they realized that they would die as well. <laughs> it's safe in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was going to try to look up Braun quotes real quick to see if he said any tough stuff. This is the only one I'll look at. Nope, that's it. Okay, never mind. But yeah, so no, no, I just remember him. He is one of the few. I do remember him in the show. I just remember when I was a kid. I just don't remember his personality at all until i watched the episode, the show again and then i'm like oh yeah that that guy guy who, who always acts tough yeah so. i mean his character really or what his character is being described as it really does seem more fitting for ironhide i mean ironhide has done things that i feel like would qualify as i don't know are they trying to say that Braun is the second strongest only to optimus prime i mean it seems like that's exactly what they're trying to say <laughs> But yeah, I didn't think it was that popular though, because then all of a sudden, when I looked at see if anything happened afterwards, it's just like nope, nobody cared to write about him again, except for like one instance or two. Thomas, do you have any Transformers figures? I have Starscream. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess I have two Starscreams. Do I have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. You clearly had... need more Starscreams. <laughs> yeah. Two, two, not enough. Yeah, mm. absolutely not. Starscream need, would be disappointed. I need five for the house. I need th three for the car. I have a desk <laughs> at work. I need to just cover completely. It's true. I actually have counting, two desks at work. So, are you counting that big head Starscream you got from somebody on this podcast? <laughs> Subtle. I yeah, I think I am counting that one big head Starscream that I got from somebody named Sean that I think does this podcast. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm counting that one, and then the other, the other version of Starscream that someone named Sean 
also got. Um, oh, you don't go I out had, and buy your I own Transformers a, figures? God, what's wrong with you? I had a Tigertron <laughs> from uh, from Beast Wars. Mm. I don't really like Tigertron. That was a gift somebody got me. My pa- I, uh, Yeah, I think my, my mom got that for me. I, yeah. I'd rather have a Cheetor, but whatever. <laughs> I just and then eventually you know. I was like I don't like Cheetor either, especially the way his his character well not his character yeah his character design changed, it, and then it got even worse in Beast Machines. Maybe like when he became that trans metal thing in season two. Yeah, I didn't like the trans metal. I had always been like a, a Dinobot guy, <laughs> and, and Rat Trap was cool too. I still think it's funny that you guys are the Starscream fans, and that's the only figure I had growing up because I mainly had all He Man figures because. <laughs> And then, and then the one Starscream. Well, like Starscream's great. And then the one Voltron that didn't come apart into five lines. It was just a Voltron the size of one and a half He-Man figures. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave, guess what I found out, even though I'm totally behind the times? It's, so it's a good thing we don't have a uh, podcast about current events. So you guys, did you guys hear about the... Netflix is going to make a Transformers TV show in 2020. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I only found I that not. out. What is what is I this? found that out last week. So, uh, cartoon or something <laughs> yeah, uh, CG? Yeah, it's going to be a, I think a CG cartoon on Netflix that's going to be its own series after Cyberverse or during Cyberverse because that's an internet one show. I don't I don't really know. But um yeah, it's a new series that they only just now started, so it's going to take like a year and a half to make all of the episodes. And they also announced they're making a Transformers video game, uh, finally. Oh, good. Hopefully it's actually a good game. I I don't remember now if it was going to be an online game, but I thought they were hinting at it being another like PS4, Xbox One game, but by a different company. I think it's a, a completely different company that hasn't worked on the games before. Again, I hope it's good. Because hey, so well, far the have... only... The only good Transformer games to me have been War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Everything and, else has uh, just been a mess. It's okay. Okay. Eh, it's I don't fun, know. Like, I, I, I guess I just expected more out of Devastation, and I just didn't yeah. provide. It looks it amazing. Like, but yeah, It felt like they didn't design much, and then they were like, well, people will replay this for challenges and upgrading weapons, right? I'm like, haha, no. <laughs> no. Also, like you can't play as any of the Decepticons. Yeah, and then so... there's more of uh, then there's Dark Spark, which is uh, the third slash second game in the War of Cybertron series. What? No, I'm I'm serious. It was Sam, like, did you play that uh, Transformers game uh, by Platinum, the brawler of sorts? Yeah, that one was uh, Devastation. Oh, you didn't like that one? It sounded like uh, I think you just said you only like two. Transformer yeah, that games. was yeah, yeah. War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Are you talking about Dark Spark? Is in like no, I'm talking about Devastation. No, yeah. Sorry, it... you guys are talking about two different things, and I'm like, hold sorry. up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So Dark Spark was uh, you play half the game as the Transformers from the movie, and the other half is the game as War for Cybertron, and it takes place in between Fall and War of Cybertron, even though it came out after both of them. Well, that's hot garbage. Since the second yeah, no, game cause... ended on a cliffhanger, and nobody ever continued to make that game and continue the story. So wait, is the is the story continued in Dark Spark? No, it's a it takes place in between both. It's its own standalone story with Megatron okay. finding something called the Dark Spark and trying to take over Cybertron with it. That's so I I'm not gonna play it to to like I don't care about the movie designs. Like yes, Fall for Cybertron, War for Cybertron were great in terms of the plot, in terms of the graphics, the gameplay is really fun but i definitely think there's some flaws there oh this, this um, gameplay has more flaws because it was a different company that made it oh god but um, at least it's still fun to play it is like it just those two games were so solid compared to like every other transformers game <laughs> the prime game is hot garbage um uh, I, I love it i'll still on, play I it i played that on wii already and i just got all the trophies but one which is like stupid um i i have it on ds <laughs> thomas <laughs> Yeah, Devastation is the one by Plat- Platinum Games, and yeah, like that—that's the one where I'm just like, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, the only one, um, uh, the one that was bad is they did make a Fall of Cybertron or War of Cybertron for DS that is actually huh? pretty bad. 
Well, I mean, yeah, the ports are always going to be bad. Uh, but that still isn't as bad as the Transformers Armada. I think it's Ar- it's not Armada. Dang it. It's uh, for the PS2. That one was good. With the the one with the stupid, uh, oh, God, what do they call it? Because I'm about to call them minibots, and that's the not minicons. what they're called. Minicons. Yeah. Yeah. Were they you just equip them? Yes. And they just fly up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one where the whole level is you are escaping from Tidal Wave, the giant Decepticon, and then once you get out of him, he transforms into this giant boss battle that takes up billions of stories. And it's like See, I really awesome. I have I haven't gotten that far. I think I got stuck on the third stage because the game just kept breaking. It was like, eh, we're not going to proper game. No. Oh, really? Okay, mine didn't yeah, have that I, problem. I had so many glitches in mine, and just, oh. I, it's so bad. Oh, you just need to get another copy, and hopefully it was just your copy. I don't know. Maybe. I just remember, like, it got annoying as it went on because, uh, people would take forever to die so i'm like don't play normal mode or hard mode because then every everyone takes like 20 40 hits just to kill you know what i was i think i was on normal and (laughs) that's why i was just so frustrated they will go back to easy (laughs) anyways that's completely unrelated to any of what we were talking about (laughs) yes we hope you've enjoyed our transformers sideways uh conversation i didn't enjoy it (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I just trashed on all video games. Mm-hmm. I'm not a true gamer. Revoke my gaming card. <laughs> anyway, my brain is dead, so it is time, time to go. To end, time to end this and uh, stop ranting about other random Transformers games because Ooh. you came here for this specific episode because you saw the title, right, guys? Yeah, but they just got a little, they got a little extra bonus content because mm-hmm. we care about you. Yeah, we couldn't leave you with that nasty, grimy taste of brawn in your mouth. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to, like, uh, go outside to work tomorrow, and my keys are going to fall under the car and be like, oh, man, I sure wish Braun was here to lift my car up so I could get my keys. You know? <laughs> or, like, literally any other robot in the world. <laughs> <laughs> On that On note. That note. <laughs> uh, so signing off here, we are uh, Sean. Sky Sammy. And Thomas. And this is another exciting episode of Sparkcast. Sparkcast.